You're listening to the EU Mentorship Stories from the Western Balkans podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the European Liberal Forum, the Boris Divkovic Foundation and D66 International. We do hope you enjoy it. Uh, good morning, good afternoon and good evening to all of you from whatever location you're currently listening to us. My name is Irina Manj and I will be moderating today's session. We will be talking about women in politics, but more from a personal perspective. What are the experiences, views, thoughts, lessons learned and next steps? Women and men fought long and hard for women's ability to vote and occupy office from suffragettes to modern day feminists. It is apparent that progress has been made. Women have the ability to vote in every country in the globe as of 2015. New Zealand was the first to grant female suffrage in 1893, and Saudi Arabia was the last to do so in 2015. Several countries now have female leaders, and some countries such as Finland have a female-dominated cabinet. Gender equality policies have made these accomplishments possible in major part. However, progress is slow and inconsistent. In politics, parliaments, and public life, women continue to be underrepresented. Then we come to the question, why is this still an issue in 2021? Well, it's simple to see the vacant chairs around the decision-making table when we talk about women's political engagement, but it's a little more difficult to imagine the various difficulties and challenges women face to get into those seats. Women will be sidelined from political and public life in 2021, according to a growing consensus. We've seen this play out in high-profile elections in the United States and around the world in recent years. Women are running for office in a greater number, although their numbers are still far behind men's. Then what is the reason for this? Well, despite the fact that it's commonly acknowledged that civilization cannot progress, pace, or succeed without the participation of half of the world's population, women continue to be marginalized in decision-making. The prejudice against women in politics still exists. They are still confronted with structural, so social, institutional, and political challenges. Taking down those barriers requires effort from all sectors of society, including government, civil society, the media, academia, the private sector, youth, and yes, even men. And that is the reason why I am today extremely, extremely happy to have Monica Zaikov with me. Monica, welcome. Hello. Thank you for the invitation. I'm very glad to be part of uh, your project and talking about uh, women's in uh, political life. Well, Monica is, is really someone I met years ago in Zagreb and talking with her today and seeing what she achieved in, in, in the past uh, years makes me immensely happy. She is currently the vice president of LDP in North Macedonia and the youngest member of parliament. Besides, she's really passionate about youth and politics, the EU integration processes, equal opportunities for men and women, and she has experience across several sectors such as academia, law and politics. We will be talking more about 
the path of, of Monica Zyko. Um, today, as, as you mentioned, we will be discussing women in politics, but I would very, very much appreciate really your thoughts, views and experiences on, on this topic. I'm sure that the discussion would be more than fruitful as your political uh, career is. So in order to really um, showcase your positive examples and in order to um, talk to maybe other girls and women who are uh, not that much motivated to join politics, I really want to ask you our first question today basically is, um, when you began your career many, many years ago, did you ever imagine that you would have a leadership role in your organization and, and in this uh, profession as well? And what was or your motivation or what motivated you really to, to step up and become a leader um, in your organization and politician in your country as well? Uh, so, to be honest, uh, when I was a student, I didn't see myself uh, part as um, one political party or uh, part of the politics. I was part of the civil society organizations. Uh, but in this period in Macedonia, we had it, um, some uh, polarization of the society and one uh, ruling government, which was ruling uh, 11 years. So... Um, I wanted to, to see the changes that I'm fighting for. So uh, I, I will start from the motto that if maybe one individual could not change something, but uh, a lot of individuals with the same idea and ideology could uh, make some changes that uh, they want to see. Uh, so I enter in the Liberal Democratic Party. Uh, firstly, as a, a member of the local branches, and then uh, I became international officer of the youth wing. And um, the the things uh, started to going very fast in that period. So we had it a colorful revolution, and I was elected for the president of the youth wing. Uh, during my mandate, we uh, had it two projects, and we uh, succeeded to to have a law for subsidized meal and um, legalization of uh, marijuana for medical use. Now we are fighting for decriminalization of the of the marijuana. But uh, I thought that maybe mm, this will um, this will end uh, when my mandate of the youth wing will finish, and then I maybe became only a member of the uh, central board of the party, but not in a, a key role position. Uh, so I finished my mandate as the president of the youth wing uh, very early because my party decided to uh, nominate me for a vice president for international affairs. Uh, and youth policies. And um, now, uh, three years ago, I'm uh, vice president of, of Liberal Democratic Party. And um, I had that uh, success to uh, also enter in the, in the parliament as a, a member of the, of the parliament. So everything going so fast, but um, I could say that it was very challenging. Uh, because um, firstly, when I and uh, when I entered, I was uh, the only uh, female leader in the Macedonian youth wings, <laughs> and um, because usually men are those who are leading the parties and the youth organizations, um, but uh, we showed some changes, um, and uh, I was also having a challenge because uh, lots of the members of the youth wing were like skeptic uh, for my election. 
they were like, what if you're getting married and stay pregnant? Uh, who will lead us? <laughs> and I was like, okay, give me your trust and I will show you that um, these issues that you are having it in your head will not be like, like you imagine. Well, that's basically what I mentioned a couple of minutes ago. That kind of prejudice, who, who basically that is really stopping us from from really showing um, our full full potential. And I really loved how you framed that sentence. I wanted to be the change that I want to see in my country. So basically, as I understood, that was your major motivation in, in that regard. Well, yes. that really brings me to, to, to another question, because you already started talking about, about the prejudice and, and barriers that you, um, that you basically experienced throughout these um, last three years. Is, um, what really do you think is the um, most significant barrier to, to female leadership or female uh, political participation? Um, and, and what basically has been the most significant barrier in your career as well? So you, you mentioned the prejudice that you will be pregnant one day and that you will leave them and that it's more acceptable maybe for a man to, to rule the party or to be a leader of youth in your organization as well. But what, what is the most significant barrier and what was the significant barrier for you? Well, firstly, you um, need to take the trust from the members of your party because they are uh, those ones who have fears of um, women leading them uh, because of the uh, of that that I mentioned it already. Uh, they think that um, women will uh, stay home with uh, her children and they will be left at by their home. Um, also, uh, you have to work uh, double than the men's because you need to improve that. Uh, you are uh, also uh, a good qualified and you can do something for, for those people who are uh, in the society, but also members of the parties. And um, also I had a very, um, I mean, you will be also um, put uh, by the public pressure uh, because those gender uh, disinformations, especially in the online world, you will facing with uh, are um, also barriers that many women could not uh, afford it and they are getting out of the politics uh, because um, the, the goal the goal of this uh, gender disinformation or attacks is to frame female politicians and uh, government officials that uh, they are untrustworthy, unintelligent, or they are too emotional to be part of key role positions. Uh, so um, your um, maybe um, each day um, by a public uh, attack. So uh, most of the, of the women, because of their families and so on, they decided to uh, get out of politics and have a peaceful life. Uh, but uh, I, I run through these uh, challenges and I'm still challenging it with, with uh, this kind of barriers. Um, but... Um, you know, you you need to have that um, motivation uh, from yourself that is coming from yourself, and to encourage yourself to say that nothing can stop you to do the things you you want to to see, and uh, to fight for the values that uh, you are believing it. 
So um, even though the barriers, uh, I've decided to stay in politics, to fight uh, against the disinformations and to help other women and to be role model for other women to um, also get included in politics and to give my hand and um, try to help them to, to face with all these uh, things that are happening in our societies because we are still conservative society and um uh, most of the people are believing that the place of the women is um in the home uh with her family and they uh they are not seeing that uh, the women has that possibility to uh also guide the family and to be part of the political life i have uh, I'm, i have also my fiance i'm living with him and uh i'm still active in politics and i don't have um any kind of barriers because uh, the support from my family and my viewers are on the first level. So they support me to, to work on, on my agenda. Well, I, I, I love the way how you said that, that you needed to do as um, twice as, as your colleagues, male colleagues basically worked uh, in order to, you know, succeed in order to, to uh, be, Let's let's call it in the spotlight for a bit. Basically, for for someone to to recognize your work, your stance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I would also briefly mention one research. While you were talking, I remembered um, that we in Bosnia and Herzegovina, since I'm coming from Bosnia and Herzegovina, we have one research core called Gender Gap in STEM, where um, from you and women in Bosnia and Herzegovina, and where we really wanted to see with boys and girls from. Um, in primary school, what what are their thoughts on successful career? And many boys told us basically that women should stop their career while giving birth, while forming um, a family in order to stay at home, be a mother to their children, cook, and etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and then to you know restart their careers after after some time. So basically, that is something maybe for us in Western Balkan countries that we are still facing those kind of prejudices and, and stereotypes that I think women... that they are not only in the Western Balkans, but generally the perception is that um, the women should um, be home and um, beside their families uh, because uh, I think that the society is still not believing in the power of women. But it's very interesting when they need something concrete to be done they are asking the uh, they're waiting from the from the um, uh, women's because uh, I, for example in the parliament we have a club for uh, women's and whenever we had some hard issues to be resolved uh, firstly the women's are sitting on the table because um, uh, they have that opportunity and that um, power to uh, find themselves in some um, mutual values and and to resolve the 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 problem beside the the parties that they are uh becoming from uh so um we we still need uh, some good education and we still need to educate the 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 youth pop population starting from the kindergarten that the uh, gender equality is something very normal so when the when the boy is uh, increasing uh, he has for example his mother who is part of the politician so he will start to to represent that everything is possible and that he has the love from his mom but his mom is also successful in politics as his dad
or in the public life or in the private sector? Yes, I definitely agree. So basically changing the behavior um, of our, let's say, behavior on our understanding what our gender roles basically are starting from from early age, um, then throughout our life and somehow trying to 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 change that uh, perception and that perspective, basically, that women are are only good at kitchen or that women cannot do both or or that you need Monica to to continue to work double double the work you know as uh, in comparison to your colleagues and and how much they basically are working um I, I i love the way how you you produce the basically the concrete recommendation for for our future work as well and then um i'm also coming to my third question and it is uh, basically about advices we already produced some on on really uh, trying to include men maybe as well in order to to fight these you know, a perception of what for what women are and from what women are not, definitely. So basically changing the perspective and our thoughts and prejudices. What advice would you really give uh, to your 20-year-old self when you were just at the beginning maybe of uh, thinking about your future life about your future career um since you know in 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 high school around third or fourth grade um women tend to change their behavior um as per you know the norms the traditional values the the system that is currently uh, leading us uh, women definitely change the the way they're framing uh, their thoughts on their future careers um and uh, what advice would you give to the next generation of female politicians and young women entering politics so taking into account all the barriers what you mentioned uh, a couple of minutes ago and, and your motivation was basically motivated to you to step up and to really become a leader and to talk with me today to, to really pointing out uh, what you have been through and what you are still fighting for in, in your home country and on your positions. What are those advices to your younger self uh, entering the world of politics and to the next generation or women that will be entering politics and as well leadership position as well? Well, for uh, 20 years old myself, I would say that maybe uh, turn out your emotions <laughs> because facing with all that uh, projectives, uh, you are starting to ask yourself, um, am I still worth to, to work on this? Or uh, And also the fears that maybe, yes, maybe someday when... Um, I have a family. I, I need to 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 resign, or uh, maybe I will, I could not uh, manage that uh, whole things. And uh, so the the advice for myself is to uh, turn off the the emotions uh, from the politics and to be more encouraged and more brave. Uh, for the other um, uh, young uh, politicians or female female politicians, I would say them uh, when you have a goal, it's easily to 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 work because you know what you want and you know what you want to see in your society because you are not working only for yourself but you're working for a better society and better future 
for uh, also for the future generations. So uh, if you're believing in some values and you have some goals, nothing can uh, can stop you. So uh, I'm encouraging the women uh, to enter in, in the uh, political life, in the public life, to be more active, to increase their voice to educate their uh, families that uh, being women in politics, it's not so, um, I don't know, uh, some issue or some questions that need to be discussed. I mean, it's 21st century and the place of the women is exactly um, shoulder to shoulder with the with the men's and with the other, um, with the other uh, people in the society. So um, women's, are uh, very hard work and they could uh, do the changes. Uh, and uh, I'm always uh, mentioning the, the quote from Margaret Thatcher, if you want something to be done, <laughs> ask a woman. So uh, also for the other women who are already active in the, in the public life, they need, to, uh, they need to give their hands and to uh, be a wind of the back of the other women who are still facing with these uh, stereotypes uh, inside their families and to help them to, to get out of, this, uh, of these stereotypes. Uh, also in, in my country, in uh, Republic of North Macedonia, we're still um, not having uh, a good number of women who are on the key role positions inside the government. We have it in the parliament and in the uh, consular lists because of the quotas that, that we have. But um, uh, still when where there is no quota, uh, women don't have um, that... Um, and that position to be, I mean, they still don't have opportunity to be on the uh, key role positions, but uh, those uh, women, uh, including me, uh, who are fighting for the, for the women's rights, we are trying to um, also uh, put this question on the governmental agenda and to fight for more places. Because if you are not fi fighting for your place, no one will do that for you. Thank you very much, Monica. I, I really hope that you will be, and definitely you are, a, a motivation to, to, to a lot of women and, and, and young girls, basically, uh, maybe in the future, who knows, being uh, um, in politics and standing shoulder to shoulder with you and basically you guiding them uh, through throughout the whole processes. I think having mentors in politics is maybe crucial or very, very important. Having someone like you to guide them through the process is something that is extremely useful because you went through many, many barriers and you tackled many issues and you are still standing now very, very, very strong and, and, and very, very successful. And I really think that, that the fact that more women are willing to run for office is, is a positive step nowadays. And I would also briefly mention again that if we do not include women, we will be leaving out the half of the world's population. So it is our right as well. And in order to create sustainable changes, in order to cre create systemic changes, we need to include all, let, let's call it target groups, because yes. You know, half of the population are women, and yes. we are leaving behind the, the, the half of the population. Um, 
Also for me, motivations were, I, I mean, also for me, the motiv motivators were some other women's uh, who I was um, uh, following and following their careers and talking with them about my fears openly. So um, I'm still remember of one woman from Ireland who uh, she, she told to me, uh, I, I um, speak with her about my fears and she said, look at me, I have four children. I'm a general secretary of my party. And I'm also a minister in the government. So if I can do that with uh, four children, so you could do it also. So yes, this well, basically, I would also... Yeah, basically, you cannot be what you cannot see. Yes. I would put it that way. So basically, having someone to look at, someone to give you advices is, is crucial for for today's life and, and for really being um, in a leadership position and trying to, to go past all these barriers that the, the world is basically somehow putting us on our shoulders. And then you need a woman basically to, to, you know, stand shoulder to shoulder with you and somehow try together to move those barriers from, from our back. Um, I would also mention apart from you cannot be what you cannot see and raising the awareness about women in politics and really talking uh, honestly about all the things or, that are currently in, in place when it comes to, to, to political life and being in politics. Um, the internet is really cri critical, not only for this awareness raising, but for assisting female candidates in running for offices, leveling the playing field and promoting their concerns to a larger audience. Right now, Monica, we are in totally different country, but still we are somehow connected. So you will be connected with, with other women as well. Um, then maybe that youth also have a critical role in advancing women in public and political life, since they are in the forefront of social change around the world. And Monica, you are the best example because you were the leader of, of your youth organization. You are the one who basically was let's call it promoted to a vice president of LDP because you fought so bravely and, and so passionately about youth problems in your country. Um, maybe connecting different stakeholders for systemic and sustainable changes. You mentioned a, a, a different women, you mentioned academia, and I think you are also the best example of connecting all the dots in order to become what you are right now. And creating a space and this podcast is an example with really the aim of amplifying the voices of women in, in politics, highlighting the success that women have had and shedding light on, on the challenges they still face. Um, and I will be closing uh, this podcast, Monica, with you um, offering one um, homework to, to um, uh, basically our audience or everyone who, who will be listening to, to this podcast. And, and taking into account your journey from the assistant at the university, then working in the law office, then advisor at the parliament for um, European integration and local politics, to now member of parliament. Um, basically, Monica and I, let's, let's put it that way, we want to give you a homework to write really a letter on how do you see yourself in 10 years? So how you see yourself in 10 years? And hide somewhere that letter and read it after some time. We are 100% sure that you will be proud of yourself. 
And in the meantime, Monica and I, and we, uh, will continue really to, to showcase positive examples, women role models in politics and, and, and empower more women to join Monica and young politicians across the world. Um, Monica, thank you very, very much for being with me today. Thank you very much for, for sharing your honest opinions, everything what you have faced in the past and, and everything basically what you are now. And I really hope that, that you will be a pure motivation to other women in politics as well. Uh, thank to you too for the invitation. It was my pleasure. Um, it's a it's a topic that uh, we could discuss it for days and for hours, but I think that we shared the main messages that we wanted to to share with the with the audience. And um, I just will add that uh, doing it uh, this homework, uh, people need to, who will decided to to write uh, what they want to to be for 10 years they need to be honest with themselves and uh, not to take the the barriers but just to just to put it on paper because in one academy when I was um, asked uh, where uh, do I see myself for 10 years I noted down a president of the country and uh, yeah <laughs> I'm working on this agenda. <laughs> So to be to be reliable and realistic in their in their um, wishes, yeah. but sometimes it's really good to 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 not be realistic because you know you're ambitious, and 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 that's I think really important because you know you've been through a lot, but still you're you're standing there where you are right now, and I think motivate um, um your ambition was has played a great role in your life as well. Well, in hope that numbers will keep growing, we wish you a pleasant morning, afternoon, and night. Thank you very much, Monica, for being with us today as well. Thank you again.